Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. First look edition, uh, one that's not like any other because it's week 18, which means that some teams have a lot to play for, mainly in the NF uh, AFC, and other teams have mostly nothing to play for. And we have to sift through all of the nonsense and try and figure out what makes sense or what to make sense of. And uh, we're going to do our best to do that. We do fortunately not have to talk about 16 or 15 games because oddly two games got flexed to Saturday, two meaningless games, but still a big slate here to close out the regular season. We're going to get into all of that right now. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafayette underscore D on the Twitters, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D for those of you podcast listeners. With, as always, Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS and Ben Rasa at Jazzraz DFS. Ben, these slates, never easy, sometimes fun, but man, it, 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 it's not, it's always really difficult to figure out not only who the good plays are on paper, but who's actually going to play on Sunday. Yeah, it's hard enough when we know teams' motivations, but th- this reminds me of the preseason where it's not just, you know, who the best players are, but are they going to see three quarters? Are they going to be in there? Are these teams going to be trying different strategies? Who's resting? Who's out of it? A lot of unquantifiable elements. The only silver lining that I say is, you know, we're all in the same boat. Everyone has to deal with it. So we're going to do the best we can. We're going to try to identify those edges because week 18 football is, is unforeseen, uncharted territory for everyone. Yeah, it is. Literally, we've never had a week 18 before. But um, anyway, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Glad to have everybody with us and subscribe to the channel. Thanks for getting us over 70,000 subscribers. Greatly appreciate you for that. And if you want to join the channel, hit that join down below the thumbs up. Get the custom emojis, the super free super chats each month, the badges to show who you are around here. Of course, uh, always prioritize your questions and comments along with those in our premium Discord chat. So let's get into it, Jordan. We'll go by position here, starting it off with quarterback. I mean, at at this rate, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills do have something to play for. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. They locked up the number one seed last week. So while that is a very good matchup on paper against Detroit, you're not likely looking to somebody like Rodgers, assuming he doesn't even play. Uh, and then Brady against Carolina, they locked up their uh, their division, but I don't think they really have any move, uh, movement that can be made here. Uh, and then Kyler Murray against Seattle. So among those guys, and you can throw Burrow against Cleveland, Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh, assuming he's active. Who do you like there at the top? I would go with Josh Allen. I mean, last year in that meaningless game with uh, the Dolphins, they gave him a half and they basically were that electric team that just scored a ton of points. They didn't even really use many of their key guys, but against the Jets, he's probably the only one that I would get to because Brady and the Buccaneers are banged up. I honestly don't think they're going to play much for the seeding because they're getting the home game and they can't get the bye anyways. Rodgers obviously has the bye. I don't expect him to play at all. And then this, uh, the game that I'm actually most interested in for stacking purposes is that Arizona-Seattle game because Seattle doesn't feel like that team that's going to play for next year. It feels like they're going to actually try to just win games because they've been on a tear offensively in recent weeks. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I think that makes a, a lot of sense, particularly with Seattle. We saw, obviously, <laughs> Seattle stacks around here have been doing uh, the company well quite recently. Well. Quite well. But 
I mean, we, we did see, you know, and now they get an environment in Arizona, which is very, very important for week 18 as a team that's opening it up. I, the thing about someone like Josh Allen, that's tricky. And again, we're trying to infer stuff. I, I have to think after 15 more carries against Atlanta, because that game was competitive for a while, really would think he won't run. I, I can't, I don't know why they would be running him. Maybe they have him out there yeah. and he's doing some things, but Josh Allen's leg should be not a weapon for him in a meaningless game like this. And that does hurt some of the upside. Now against the Jets, he could still sling it all over the place, but Kyler, Russell Wilson, that range, and then teams that have been out of it for a while as we work down, probably going to have some merit on a week like this. This Bills game isn't meaningless, though, right? They can clinch the, the division, division title with, with the win over the Jets. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it's the Jets. <laughs> What's the spread? Oh, no, no. Listen, no, no, that, no, you're, you're right. right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's, it's just it, the spread's 17. I mean, so they yeah. should, ben, they should still annihilate them. All I'm saying is they do actually, like, they actually have an incentive to win this game, true. is what Very I'm saying. True. Right. Yeah. So they, they can <clears throat> clinch the AFC East. Yeah. I mean, the first time they played the Jets, that he only had two carries, too. So, like, he, it, it, they didn't even really run him the first time they went around. He threw the ball 28 times for 366 and two TDs. So, I think your Ben's right in the sense that he won't really run. I think they'll give Moss and Singletary that usage, and he's just going to be very efficient as a passer. I I agree with it too. I agree with the original take. I'm just saying that they do need to win this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Singletary again played 80 percent of snaps last week, so this could be a Singletary game. We'll talk about him as well. Ben, what do you make of the mid range here? I mean, Matthew Stafford just a. a he, he, he ended up salvaging last week, which was nice. But the first few quarters of that game, God, he's looked bad. You know, he looked bad for six straight quarters. If you count back to that Minnesota game where he got picked off three times, they, uh, they finally pulled that win out against the shorthanded uh, Baltimore squad. But that wasn't fun. They've got San Francisco this week, both teams playing for something. Russell Wilson against Arizona. That feels like, a, like one of these situations just in a divisional game where Maybe maybe Russell Wilson is back. I don't know. But there's just so many question marks at quarterback this week that trickles down to the entire team. Yeah, those guys, you know, with 13 games and you're making a bunch of teams, can you have some tournament stacks of, of teams like that? Absolutely. Stafford, I don't know what to make of it. And again, it doesn't really hurt the fantasy, but he's thrown four pick sixes this year. Uh, and I, I heard on the broadcast the other night, Rodgers for his career has three. Uh, just to put context. What? Yeah. Rodgers wow. doesn't throw many picks. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't throw <laughs> picks at all, never mind pick sixes. It's not that Rodgers has only thrown three. It's that Stafford's thrown four this year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, every week. Well, honestly, a guy who's been, you know, it's a disaster of a team, and he wasn't great last week. It was an ugly game. But Taysom Hill in that mid-range still is a guy that's going to present rushing upside each and every week. He gets Atlanta in the Dome. You're going to have to look to some ugly spots like that this week in terms of teams that are uncomfortable, but at least we know their motivation, like the Browns last night, their motivation shifted because they were in the playoff race and then they weren't. Some of these teams have been out of the playoff race for, for months now, and I think that's actually better. I feel like there just aren't that many great quarterback spots this week, Jordan. No, there there aren't. I mean, in that mid-range, I think Wentz against Jacksonville needing to win to get in the playoffs makes some sense. Obviously, they're going to lean on Taylor, but if the Jaguars are just loading the box, you could potentially get some big plays. 
Um, but it's just as the further you go down, like none of these guys feel all that comfortable. I mean, a lot of the injury news, like if you're Chicago, what's the point of playing Justin Fields, who's a little banged up against Minnesota? Like, why would they even bother trying to put that out there? They shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, do you like Baker Mayfield? No, no. I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you don't even have to answer that. What if- what if Trey Lance is active and he's starting over Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, no, I definitely like that because I don't I, I don't think he's gonna be the guy that they're like, oh, we're not gonna give carries. Like I still and think it's win that, and you're in too. Like they if you yeah. want to talk about a team that needs to win, they're win and get in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you guys see it differently. I just for 13 games. It's not as stacked a, uh, a quarterback pool as you would think. I mean, Ben, who who am I overlooking here? Obviously, all of us – well, not all of us. Like, I was going to say Josh Allen, but you're, you make a good point about his legs and not needing to rush a lot. Granted, there's still 17-point favorites, which suggests that he'll probably be out there for a good period of time. Uh, I don't know, though. There, there's just – nothing jumps off the page as, as a true elite matchup for me once you get down into these mid-range guys. Carson Wentz has Jacksonville, but Jonathan Taylor might run for 200 yards in this one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very good tournament play, though, because the Colts can't they cannot be messing around at all. They're not going to take their foot off the gas. I know they want to run. But if Jackson, first of all, Jacksonville, if you saw the game last week, Jacksonville's non-competitive at this point. They're (laughs) not even putting up any resistance. So the, the Colts could have opportunities there. Obviously, weather should be good. Trey Lance is an option. It's pretty bad after that. Davis Mills, I don't really want to do that. Um, not going to play Wilson, not going to play Ryan, not going to play Trevor Lawrence. I would legitimately self-exclude before playing Jake Fromm. Uh, <laughs> that guy, I've never seen. This is last thing I'll say, and then I'll pass it back. There was a lot of talk about all these things quietly because Antonio Brown overshadowed everything. The New York Giants broke the record last week. They had negative 10 yards passing. Unbelievable. And no one's even talking about that. That's the unbelievable all time bad, obviously. Wait, ne- I'm sorry. Negative 10 yards passing at what point in the game? No, no. It, at the end of the game. Wait, what? After the game expired. That's not right. Yeah. Oh, it's deadly accurate. I'm looking at Wait, it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the New York Giants had negative 10 yards. Passing. Oh, my God. They, I did. I don't know how I didn't know that. You see, it's they should be thanking Antonio Brown because he's overshadowing what is one of the most inept. I don't even understand how you do that. They had negative 10 yards passing for the game. They completed four passes. How, <laughs> did, how did they rush for 161 yards? Dude, they ran the ball 40 times in a game. They lost 29 to three. Yeah, that's also. It's almost like they were the 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 MO was just to avoid embarrassment. But that's still highly embarrassing. Jeez. All right. And you're right, though. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, Trevor Lawrence, everyone she keeps trying to compare him to Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning threw like 27 picks in his rookie season. But he also threw 26 touchdowns. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has thrown 10 touchdowns, and I think he's thrown one since – 2015 at this point i mean it's bad jordan so maybe yeah maybe we do just look at a carson wentz and 
and maybe they throttle them like the like the Patriots did. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's just an ugly week for quarterback. A lot of randomness. Um, I, Taylor Heineke seems like a guy who wouldn't like just take a game off because of him possibly trying to play for next year. So wouldn't mind possibly getting to him against the Giants who seem to roll over and obviously they're playing Jake Fromm. So he might have the ball in the red zone quite often, but it's definitely an ugly quarterback week, especially with a lot of these games being absolutely meaningless. Picant Picant. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Happy New Year's boys for your best ball Millie maker winner. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's amazing. That's uh, that's big, huge million dollars, best ball. Sweating it all the way 17 weeks through the end, man. Incredible that you got that through and, and took that down. Amazing. Congrats. Sammy. Say, oh, Buffalo War Pigs. Happy New Year's, boys. Sending love from Western New York. The Buffalo War Pigs. Thanks, bro. All right. So let's should we move to, to running back or is there something else you guys want to get to a quarterback? I'm good. No. no? All right. Before we do, though, shout out to our sponsor, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, For those of you guys that have been with us for a while watching these shows, you already know. You guys have probably already taken advantage of it. But if you're new uh, and you haven't done so yet, if you sign up at Yahoo using the link in the description or the one Tyler's about to put in the chat right now, get a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum. That's everything on the site, every single sport, every tool that we have. Yeah, you got PGA right now. You got basketball. You got football. You got UFC. You got esports. You name it. If it's out there, if they have contests for it, we've got content. All the tools created by the number one ranked player out there, Awesome himself, fellow that just took down the Millie on Sunday and uh, managed, of course, by some other really, really great players Steve Buzzard, the uh, Colts, Sean Zahn, all those guys. You get a free month just by signing up at Yahoo using the link and You'll get $10 in free credit from Yahoo. And if you do it now and use the promo code Yahoo 10, W-R-Y-A-H-O-O-1-0, all one word, you'll get another $25 in free credit. So take advantage of that. Uh, There's no reason not to. Get the 50K baller tonight for NBA. And the best part, they're paying out like a third of the field, 2X in these contests. Lowest management fees, some may know it as rake. Uh, that you're going to find out there, hands down. Where else are you going to double up uh, when you, when you, when you, um, where else are you going to double up on min cash? And where else are you going to see that when they're paying out far more than 20% of the field? It just doesn't happen anymore with some of the other bigger sites. So uh, it's not just about getting a free month or getting the, the, the free credit. It's also about playing at a site where you're actually going to sustain your bankroll and win more money in the long run. So check it out. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Use those links. All right. Running back, Jordan. Let's talk about the top here. Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville. What are we doing? 9,300. Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville. I have no problem getting to him. Um, I think that you can even play him with Wentz because he's capable of doing it on the ground and receiving. He hasn't had much work in the receiving game, but I feel like Jacksonville, they'll do anything to get him the ball. If it's not working on the ground, they'll do it through the air. His price tag is a little high, but I think during this week we'll see a lot of value open up with some of these teams potentially just benching their players, and you'll be able to get to that 9,300 price tag. Not easily, but it'll be doable. Ben, I we talked about it a lot last week with Taylor, with Cup. I mean, ha- had, you, had you not played either of those guys, 
you would have been in pretty good shape. Neither of them were bad because they're never going to be bad in those certain situations, in those situations and those matchups. But neither of them were outstanding either. Both of them finished with 21 draft game points. I mean, that's not going to get you there. Taylor in a must-win game against Jacksonville. Are you going to make an effort to get to him, or are you going to play kind of the same cards you did last week? I think it's tougher to play that card this week just because I think there'll be more value. I think there's more. All you're going to hear all week is about motivation for guys, if they're even playing for guys like Devontae Adams and Co. Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are on the short list of teams we know have to win. So I, I think for a lot of reasons, he's going to be in prime position. But I also think the ownership is really going to reflect that. So I'm going to get to him because I think you you want exposure in a portfolio-based build because he can end a slate, and it is Jacksonville. But at the same time, if he does come in with a middling performance, I think your payoff for fading him is even more than last week where there was a lot of other ways you could have went here. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to amass – uh, a lot of ownership up top, and rightfully so for a lot of reasons. What about you, uh, Jordan, when it comes to guys like Kamara and Nick Chubb and Dalvin <laughs> Cook? All three of these guys. The, the Saints the Saints still have a shot, right? I believe. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Um, they need to win, and San Francisco really? needs to lose. Okay, with I didn't know that the Saints had uh yeah, really? had something to play for, but that's Saints crazy. are live, man, and they both play at 4 p.m. They both play at 4 p.m. <clears throat> and you've got Kamara up against Atlanta. I'm just saying, you know, both of these teams play at the exact same time. This could be a spot where Alvin Kamara just gets an absurd, <laughs> an obscene amount of work uh on a team that doesn't really have weapons outside of him. Yeah, no, I definitely have interest in Kamara. I'm not sure I'll have much interest in Nick Chubb in a meaningless game and just running backs and how much they're paying him. Or I believe, I don't know if he got his contract yet, but going to pay him. He's not someone that I would get to. Dalvin Cook, but someone who's been beat up constantly playing for nothing. I don't think I'm going to have any interest in him. Um, I I think at the top, the only two players that I'm really going to get to will be Kamara and Taylor. And then as we go a little further down, I'll have some interest in Najee and David Montgomery. Ben, do you do you look to any of these other high-priced guys? Uh, Kamara, Chubb, at this point, it's tough to get to. They, they just have zero, zero aerial attack in Cleveland right now, and it's 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 ugly. I mean, Baker was 0 for 10 at one point. He, 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 he had 10 straight incompletions, which is, I mean, I won't say unthinkable, but it's really been a struggle out there. Yeah, and Baker is getting surgery, uh, so I don't even know if he'll be out there. Not that that's going to matter too much for them, but I, I have a feeling he won't be playing next week. Kamara is a great spot, particularly with the Saints, and they just have a very good matchup in the Dome at Atlanta. Then you get, yeah, Chubb, Dalvin Cook is tough, Aaron Jones, obviously. Najee makes sense. Not going to be a mix. It's just, you quickly get into the mid sixes and it's just by default. It's hard to go to guys where you know that their price point is budgeted for a production and a volume that is just simply not going to be there in week 18. What do you think Green Bay does with the running backs in a meaningless game against the Detroit Lions? I feel like they'll promote someone and kind of, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to get much work at all. If Me any. neither. He already I think, isn't. 
AJ Dillon could see <laughs> some work early, but I don't think he gets much. I think they'll try to get maybe, I don't know if Kylan Hill's healthy or Dexter Patrick Williams. Taylor. Is still. Patrick Taylor, that's the guy. <laughs> knew some random running back I knew from college is out there, but they will, uh, I'm assuming the work will be split between them and it probably won't be with the starting offense line. And Detroit seems like a team that'll still keep fighting, even though they're in meaningless football. <laughs> Yeah, they've been in meaningless football since week one, and they fight every <laughs> single week. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I will say, though, Ben, you <clears throat> probably have to go back to the well with David Montgomery at this point. I mean, they're just, just going to yeah. keep feeding him 20-plus carries every single week. Uh, not a lot of targets last game, but that's because they faced the team, as you mentioned, with negative 10 uh, passing yards. I think David Montgomery against Minnesota in what should be a close game. You should have Kirk Cousins back, I would think. Um, that That's a favorable spot. Um, Rashad Penny has just been electric in, in the opportunities he's getting and coming off a, a season-high game there with 35 fantasy points, 25 for 170 on the ground, two touchdowns. He's crushed it lately. So that 6K range that you're talking about, does seem to have some pretty decent options. And it feels like every week we, we kind of come back to this and say, yep, here we are once again in this 6K range where we have to find somebody. Uh, yeah, this is where I think you're going to be able to get to, to some of these guys with workloads. Montgomery, catch the ball, obviously 20-plus carries in some of these games. You've got Singletary there. You mentioned Penny. You've got Foreman at 57. I know I'm going down a little bit, but all of these guys – at least it looks like their roles aren't going to change a ton. I mean, Saquon is there. I know. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> they're going to run 40 times. It's just, <laughs> I, I obviously it can't go worse than last week. That would be impossible. But it, Glennon is now hurt. And to me, he was clearly the better option. Like from, it's not good right now. So I don't know. Washington's defense, I know we're not on defense, is going to be like 30% owned. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, I'll go back to it again, though, Jordan, and I think he will be popular, but I think probably the best play in this range is Devin Singletary again. I'll go <laughs> for the fourth straight week. I'll go back to this guy. I don't care. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, he's been he's been on fire. He's paid off value pretty much every single week and against the Jets. He's in a, another good spot. The only worry that I will have against the Jets is that he will he did what run well against them the first time, but I feel like the Jets, when they played Buffalo, they actually just zeroed in on just blitzing the house and trying to hit Josh Allen, which is why he threw for 360 on 28 attempts. Um, I think in this range, though, Elijah Mitchell being back this week, got 21 carries against Houston, playing in a meaningful game against the Rams. This 6K range feels like the range where all the ownership will end up getting pulled to because there's the, all the best plays are here and they'll the, – players that are playing in meaningful football games yeah man single 23 carries he's again he's getting that goal line work which is pretty amazing and he played 80 percent of snaps last game again even with zach moss active i do think he's going to be popular uh but i don't even really care at this point i'll just keep going back to him uh and then ben how about how about dante foreman this guy if only someone told you about him earlier, but he uh, he's he's played well. He's got three he's got three games of a hundred plus rushing yards over his last five. 
He's been great. I mean, there's no doubt about it that, you know, when Derrick Henry went down, we were wondering what they were going to do. And there were times where they were really allocating. Everyone was getting, it felt like between five and 10 carries. And that was making it really difficult. But Foreman has taken over to an extent and he was just absolutely dominant. They draw the Texans. He's, he only has one way to get there. He's in the Sony Michelle, like Damian Harris bucket, but it's still a bucket that we've seen time and time again can work, especially with teams that are talented like the Titans. Carl's B says Lafayette's dropped Miles Sanders and picked up Singletary. It's a lot less stressful. But Ben, you know this. You yeah, and I, I have know. been sing- <laughs> you and I have been Singletary guys from the jump. Hundred percent. That's what I was gonna say. You never dropped. You never had to pick up Singletary. He was just on the bench. Right. Uh, exactly. We were just 100%. waiting for his time to shine. Yes. <laughs> and here, here it is, boys. Here it is. Finally, after all this time, I don't know what took him so long to figure out that he's the best running back on the roster. He's always been efficient. He's always been pretty damn good. Jordan, do you like anything in this 5K or lower range? I mean, if uh, Antonio Gibson doesn't give it a go, I like what I saw from Jared Patterson in terms of just usage. And he ran pretty well, caught passes, was also involved in the ground. You got Rex Burkhead, who since week 10, I think he's like one of 10 running backs that have over 100 touches, which is not something I expected to say at the end of the year. And with the injuries to Ronald Jones and Kashawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell at 5K for Tampa Bay isn't something that I'm ruling out, even though he is awful. It's just he's the only running back in that backfield, and there's not many running backs who are getting touches. My God. It's yeah, it's week 18, is what happens. Does does <laughs> Le'Veon Bell come in and just get like 20 carries? I mean, he had three catches for 30, three carries for five. They didn't exactly have a productive day. They were down most of the game, but Kashawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones are hurt. And if Vaughn, Jones, and Fournette are inactive this week, then this is true. He's the only guy left. That's that's all I got. <laughs> this is true. You're not you're not lying. All right. Okay, I get it. I don't hate some of these options down here, though. A couple that you mentioned. Deontay For- or Dante Foreman. Played 65% of snaps last week, which is huge for someone that's been, you know, rotating with two other players. He's facing Houston uh, and Tennessee again. Tennessee's got something to play for. Tennessee can lock up the uh, the one seed. I think all they need to do is win this game. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Foreman's a crazy answer whatsoever. The only thing that sucks is, is he going to get any involvement in the passing game? And more times than not, the answer is no. So that kind of sucks. But aside from that, I like him. Ben, any other cheap options worth uh, pointing out? Not really. Most of these teams, you know, they're really decimated teams. It's not like other positions. They're just like, oh, we're going to give, you know, like the Lions, I think, are a good example. They're just giving five guys opportunities each and every week. There's no consolidation. And I just have a feeling like the Jack, all these bum teams, even though there's cheap backs, there's too many of them to really garner to what for me is any serious workload. All right. Well, we got a huge Hall of Fame segment here. Time to induct some people. I'm going to rip through this one, but we've got just an insane. I mean, Ben, you said it before the show. Awesome. just crushing lately. And I don't say that. I don't say that for any other reason, just to point out the facts. Yeah, I mean, any week where you're like, did you see uh, that guy won the Millie? And your answer is, which guy are you talking about? Because there was <laughs> multiple Millie winners. It's obviously been a ridiculous week. It's very cool to see, of course, Alex. But 
uh, we had some big, big hits along the way here. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Tyler's throwing it up on the screen right now. If you want to get in on this action, all you got to do is go to awesomeo.com slash avatar. Download that avatar. Use it at Yahoo, DraftKings, FanDuel, wherever you play. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. And uh, tweet us at awesomeohof to pick up your free month of Awesome o Plus Platinum, $90 value at awesomeohof. Include Jordan in the tweet. Why not? Uh, same with Ben. Same with myself. We like seeing that stuff. We like when you guys win. And uh, even if it's, listen, it could be a quarter arcade. It could be a nickel. Doesn't matter. Uh, it could be the Millie Maker, whatever. You finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. You get up here. You get inducted. And, of course, you win that free month of Awesome o Plus Platinum. We'll also make some exceptions. Like, if you win the Millie, like someone we know, and the field might not be 5,000, I'm not sure what the field was. What, what was that entry, Ben? Do you remember what the entry was? Was it the 2K? That for Alex, yeah, the two, 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 two. 22. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you got a big win. Hit us up anyway, because we want to see all of it. And if you're if you're using Odd Shopper and the parlay builder and you're putting in big parlays, that that'll that'll get credited as well. So let's do this. First one up, Felix Castro. You know, he DM'd me on Twitter a few days, uh, like a few days ago, maybe before Thursday, was like, Hey, I think I he said, I got one through. I think I have a chance. And then on Sunday, DM me again. He's like, dude, I have a chance. I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. But we've all seen how this plays out in the past, right? Like you have a chance, you slide, you slide, you had a chance, you fall down each rung of the ladder and you make a nice payday, but you don't ultimately don't win. So when I saw this tweet come through last night, I legitimately tweeted. I said, holy shit, you did it, which was insane to me. Like he actually pulled it off. He sweated this one out for, for 17 weeks and pulled it off. The NFL best ball uh, winner, Millie up top to Felix Castro. Phenomenal, man. I, I'm so it's, I'm so happy to see that, especially, Ben, since we started doing fantasy football and best ball content over on the fantasy football channel for the first time since the inception of Awesome. It just made it that much nicer. Yeah, it was awesome to see. And the way it happened, you know, I'm a real sicko. I would rather be leading and try to fend people oh, off. No. But no, I know normal people would be uh, like Felix. He had, I believe, Najee and Chubb and he was chasing. And that's <clears> the way to do That's how normal people like to win. Uh, it was cool to see him get there. No doubt about it. Ended up winning by like eight points, too, which is that's pretty nice, sweet. too. Points. Like it, if you're in a major sweat, it's it's nice to have a little breathing. Like he 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 kind of had it last night. Well, What's that, Jordan? So he won off of that Najee Harris run at the end of the game. Uh, I don't know. Was it a touchdown run? Yeah, it was like a 30-yard touchdown run to end the game for the Steelers last night. Like he had. Oh, then I guess so. If that was the case, that is insane. I I knew that that Najee run because I watched the highlights of the game and I was like, wow, that was a meaningless, not meaningless, but that just (laughs) was Definitely not meaningless (laughs) for for Felix. (laughs) Yeah, no. Najee Harris had a 37-yard touchdown run with 51 seconds left in the game. So if that if he won by like eight points, that is the reason. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> insane. I didn't think about that. Uh, that's crazy. Anyway, congrats, Felix. Congrats to a man that you may have heard of before. Awesome. Alex Baker himself finally got that monkey off his back from a Millie maker standpoint, took it down first place with not just the Seattle stack, but a full out Seattle Seahawks onslaught with Wilson Metcalf Lockett. Rashad Penny. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown was in there as well with the run back. Shit. 
coming through huge 214 in the 2222 to win it. Congrats, Alex. You deserve it, man. One of the most humble people you'll meet for, for someone that wins as much as he does. Trent, it may not be the Millie maker, but it's third, my third top finish in the past two weeks, up over 500. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, Kevin Nelson with first and third place finishes close to taking down another mini starts with the process and ends with the lock. Good stuff, man. Short gamer TV. This was, Oh shit. Didn't he just win 150 the other day? I don't know what to say. They, oh, we might have another mega heater on our hands. I can't even keep track. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. All right, here we go. Short gamer TV with another one. He, I swear he had one the other day. Uh, and then here you go. Second out of 1900, Jermaine Bacon. God, these are a lot. Our boy, oh, News God. What's up, brother? First place in the NBA piggy bank shot. Shout out to El Negro Loco. Dave DeRemmer, another decent night. ROI staying consistent. Might be on to something here. Awesome pro picks. Parlay builder plus my own final tweak. Looks like a lucrative strategy. Yeah, $50 in the 1200 We'll take that all day. Uh, and then... Zuit Alpha Hand Builder getting close. Nice, dude. Second, $2,300. Boom. Gotta love it. Congrats to everyone. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Hit us up at Awesome HR. That took a while because we've just had a lot of people winning lately. I'm telling you, that short gamer had, I'm pretty certain he had another one for a hundred and like a buck 50 or 50 or 20K in the same day as well. So, anyway, congrats to you guys. Wide receiver. Let's get into it. Jordan, what do we got at the top? Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, who I don't expect to play. And if he does, it'll be in very limited fashion. Debo against the Rams, Jamar Chase against Cleveland, Justin Jefferson against Chicago. Where are we going here? I mean, at the top, I think Debo Samuel makes the most sense with needing to win to get in and just what he's just been able to do this year where he's had five or more carries since in every game since week 10. He had six targets, 11 targets the past two weeks. He's just one of those players. You get the ball in his hands, good things happen. And then Cooper Cup is chasing records, so I'm not sure McVay really cares about her or wants to get that job done because he needs like 200 yards to, or like 145, maybe 150 yards, which would be the most he's had all year, I believe. So that'll be a difficult one to get, but they could force feed him because they still are playing for seeding and why not? Like knock out a divisional opponent in the playoffs, hopefully, and see where that uh, see where that goes. What do you think, Ben, here up at the top with all these seven-plus-K guys? Yeah, same concept. <clears throat> I think you're looking at – some of it will solidify on its own as we draw to Sunday, but someone like Debo, we know uh, what San Francisco needs to do, whereas, uh, like, obviously, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, some of these other guys, I'm not sure exactly what you're going to get, even if they'll be on the field. So it's not to say you can't go to, like, a cop or Jefferson or Diggs. Like, if you're playing Josh Allen, obviously Diggs is probably going to come along – with him, but I, I do think all in all the unique nature of Debo, uh, you know, the Trey Lance experiment didn't have any adverse effects on his carries or anything last week. So I feel good about that. And then it's just going to be, I think most people are going to really hit the, the upper 6K range where you've got Metcalf, St. Brown, Lockett, Waddle, Cooks. A lot of those guys I think will be in people's lineups. What do you think of Deontay Johnson here against Baltimore? It's one of those spots where you can pretty much lock in the, the opportunities, but with how bad Ben Roethlisberger has been, it makes it tough. Like he, he did score and salvage, but when you have eight receptions on 15 targets and you finish with 31 yards, 
I mean, put him on the New York Giants. Am I right, Ben? I mean, he would he would become the Giants' big time home run weapon uh, with 31 yards. That's <laughs> a lot more than we, yeah. I mean, listen again. This is just a situation. Most people's priority is you know just like the preseason. It's not who do you like. It's who's going to get opportunities, and I think that's going to be the overwhelming factor this week. And when you look at opportunities it does lend itself to some of these teams that have either been out of it for a long time or are still fighting for, for obviously playoff position. I don't know if you guys mentioned this yet. You may have, I was reading chat, but uh, they have to try and get Mike Evans to a thousand yards, right? <laughs> I mean, they can't afford another guy quitting. It's crazy, right? I, I know. I mean, but a thousand yards in every single season of his career, and he's fifty-four away. Yeah, I mean, he might be able to get that done in like two to three drives with Brady. <laughs> they did it for him last year. Yeah, and then pulled him. You remember? Like yeah. they actively tried to get it for him. I think they will. I think they're going to try and get it to him. One, two, three, four, five. Six. This would be his eighth straight season with a thousand plus yards. And this is his eighth season in the NFL telling you it's happening, but Uh, if it, Oh, sorry. Pecan takes just, we threw a super chat in here and he said basically that, yeah, no, it was crazy when he broke that tackle talking about the Najee run. (laughs) Oh yeah. You were right then Jordan. Yeah. That's crazy. He wanted on that last play. Oh, I'd have been losing my shit. (laughs) What an insane way to win. That's incredible. Uh, so, I mean, Jordan, Amon Ross St. Brown has to be a guy that once again we're looking at, right? I mean, he's been, he's been absurdly good. Now it doesn't matter or hasn't mattered if it's Jared Goff or Tim Boyle under center. He has five straight games with double-digit targets, five straight games with eight-plus receptions, touchdowns in four of five, and you would expect to get Goff back and you'd be expecting to play against uh, probably a bunch of second stringers for this Green Bay team. Yeah, no, Monroe's fantastic. The only concern is, is like, I'm looking $200 more at A.J. Brown against Houston in a game where they win there. And in the first time they played Houston, that was the awful weather where I think Tannehill threw like three picks and poor, poor. And now because I bet the I bet the damn Titans, (laughs) I put a huge bet on the Titans money line at halftime and every, every and they got into the red zone like four times in the second half and found a way to get zero points on all of them. <laughs> and I think A.J. Brown was playing with that chest injury. It was just a really, really poor game. But this time they're playing in the Dome. So A.J. Brown for 200 more will be hard to overlook. But, yeah, no, Monroe has been on a tear, even a little cheaper. I know Tyler Lockett had a touchdown last week. He didn't really have much on the ground, needs that super efficient or efficient touchdown upside with Russ. It's just a tough, this is just one of those weeks where it's like a bunch of guys that you could see getting a ton of usage are going to be playing backups, but could also just not be much involved with their offense. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, A.J. Brown is a great play this week. No doubt about it. Uh, I like Amon Ra. I think Brandon Cooks is perfectly reasonable, too. I mean, him and Davis Mills have a clear connection here. He's now been targeted double-digit times. Another one, double-digit targets in three straight games. Uh, three scores over that span. The, there are some good. I know Ben, you talked about the six K range, but you know AJ Brown at seven K, uh, Amon Ra at sixty eight K, Brandon Cooks at a low six K price point. 
Uh, and then even if you get down slightly below that number, I do think there are a couple guys that we can look towards here, but it does thin out pretty quick. Yeah, it definitely thins out, but it's not to say, you know, again, like the like DJ Moore, he doesn't stand out in any massive way, but I don't know why anything would change. And he's still getting a healthy amount of targets. They're just wildly inefficient right now. He gets a Tampa team there. You've got like Russell Gage, Ayuk, some of the secondary options. Who knows who's throwing Landry the ball? But I wouldn't mind getting to some of these guys. Arizona players are in there. So I think that's probably where I'm going to land on some of these positions is just really attack that mid-range where the price points and the roles haven't changed for most of these guys. Let me throw one more guy out there. If Andy Dalton's starting, see what you think, Ben. I don't Alan think Robinson. He, no, I can't. Darnell Mooney. This, you know how you know how um, Dalton has always had this propensity to lock on to to his top guy, right? And we always thought it would be Allen Robinson, just as it was AJ Green in Cincinnati. But he loves Darnell Mooney. You see how many targets Mooney had in that that last game where they smoked him? I did not. Thirteen. Dalton has really gone hard when it comes to lighting up Darnell Mooney with opportunities in the passing game. So uh, I don't think it's the craziest idea at all uh, against a bad Minnesota defense that's been getting torched themselves. Obviously, Mooney is a tournament option, but he's probably going to be extremely low owned. So that's one spot that I'm willing to look to. What about you, Jordan? Anything sub Mm. 6K you're getting to for value? Well, yeah, Ben pointed out DJ Moore. I definitely in, like like that. Um, in a game that's meaningful for Arizona, AJ Green, I don't really mind. He just gets that big play. That's what you're going for. Uh, as we go further down, it does obviously get a little ugly. But if you're stacking Tannehill against Houston, like Julio Jones just got activated. He probably is set, <laughs> set last week doesn't do much for you but again he's someone who does have that upside and is playing houston so you'll be a low own type of option for him and braxton barrios has been remarkable as of late he's another guy that for some reason gets red zone usage didn't expect much of that last week he was chalk i was looking at it and i was like why and found out real quick why and against even buffalo who yes they're playing for something but barrios can is the one option for the jets as of right now as a pass catching group Swaggy P says, why does everyone keep trying to make DJ Moore a thing? He hasn't scored since week three, and he hasn't had a 100-yard game in 12 weeks. That's quite the indictment, Ben. I mean, well, first of all, it's not true. He had 103 yards in week 12. But there you go. The point is taken, though. DJ Moore has underwhelmed at times. I, I think for me, the targets are just still massive he's got four touchdowns on the year he again he scored in week 11 uh as well but so it's not that dire but i just look and yes the inefficient targets have been frustrating but when the guy's got seven or more targets in every game this year every single game this year so he gets work regardless and at sub 6k on a week like this i think we're forced to look at that so i'm not going to deny i'm i'm with swaggy that it's a little scary but there's nothing that's not scary on a week like this. So I, I think DJ Moore still makes some sense. You want any Ray Ray McLeod coming off a 10 target <laughs> game? He is getting a lot of looks. Yeah, he was a hard and she got me there in showdown last night. A little he almost bit. scored too. Um, you know, he almost scored. Callaway to me at flat five. I'll throw him out there. 
for again, I think the Saints are going to be an important team when the, when the dust settles in this week. You, you've got Taysom, you've got Callaway, you've got Atlanta in the dome. It's not bad. In a must-win game. In a must-win, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Not not bad at all. All right. How about Anthony Schwartz? He was the one that was hilarious. <laughs> the, the coach speak. It, it's garbage. It just stop believing in coach speak. It's nonsense. Hey, think about it. What's even the point of telling everybody? What's the point of telling the world you want to get somebody more involved? Just get them more involved. You know, Jordan, it's like Pete Carroll being like, hey, you know, this guy deserves more carries. And then when you don't and then he doesn't get him and they ask him why he goes, well, he deserved them. Like, yeah, but you're the one making those decisions. Yeah, I, I, I said he deserved them. I didn't say I was going to give them to him. So the, these guys speak out of both sides of their mouths. And quite frankly, uh, everyone gets mad about this. I don't really blame them at all. You just say whatever the hell you want. Eh, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, I mean, usually the way I treat Coach Beak is once you lie once, I just never believe you again. Dan Campbell had his chance this past weekend. It was the first time that he really had Coach Beak to speak on. And Swift, the way he used him, nope, never believe in Dan Campbell ever again. That's just that's just how I treat Like Mike McCarthy said he wanted to get Amari Cooper more targets. Amari Cooper's gotten more targets recently. <laughs> like That's... That's something that's been apparent, but well, co- hold on a second, though, dude. Amari Cooper is also like uh, one of the best talents in the world. It's not like I don't. I, it, that could obviously just be some positive regression coming back into the mix, where it's like, okay, Amari Cooper is a good wide receiver, and we should get him the football. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying that, like, I usually give coaches their chance and Dan Campbell blew it. And you just tell him not trust him no more. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't believe any of them, honestly. Like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll listen to it, but I don't know. Plus it, there's so much that, that has, that, there's so much context that goes into it too. Like I'm, I don't know if, if you're up by 30, what's the point of getting your receiver more work in that game? Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, let's talk about tight ends before we head out of here. Uh, and one other thing, if you have not checked out the promos, they're going through the seventh. Only three days to go here. Some amazing promos that we've got as we ring in the new year heading into 2022. And what I mean by that, I'll tell you. If you want to get 22 days of Awesome o Plus Platinum, ownership, top stack, boom bust tool, uh, the lineup builder, player projections, all of it, everything on the site, not just for football, but for every sport that we have and our premium Discord and our office hours, where you've got the pros answering questions and helping you better your game. All you got to do is go to awesomeo.com slash promos and use that promo code. It's 2022. And I don't, I'm going there right now. I just want to make sure that we got these lined up. Um, yeah. So you don't even have to, you don't even have to type it in. Just go to awesomeo.com slash promos and you'll see it right there. You'll see two of them. The second one, happy 22. That'll get you 20% off the entire year of Awesome Plus Platinum. If you're looking to make a legitimate investment about this, want to get yourself up on maybe the Awesome Hall of Fame, inducted in there, uh, hit on, and, and like, no, there's no guarantees. I'm not saying, yeah, you're going to go win $100,000, but the tools work. You know what I mean? People have had success with these tools, Alex and, and so many other. Uh, hell, Neil right now in chat uh, often has success with these tools. Use that promo code HAPPY22. Get you 20% off the entire year. Awesome plus platinum. Every single thing we have on the site. And if you want to join uh, and get that Fantasy Cruncher add-on as well, you can do that on top of it. So HAPPY22 is 20% off the entire year. And uh, 2022 
We'll get you 22 days for $20. Go through the seventh. Take advantage of this and hop into our premium Discord when you do. Say what's up. We'll be happy to show you around. All right. Let's close this out, Ben, with tight ends. Mark Andrews. I mean, I just absolutely love this guy. He's been so good. At what point, though, do you say he's head and shoulders more uh, above everyone in price point right now, given that Kelsey's not on this slate? What are, what are we doing with the top of the position? Yeah, it's more of a luxury spend. I think I'd actually probably roll the dice with Kittle in what could be a more competitive game. He's had two bad games here. We're getting $800 difference. You're probably getting an ownership discount. It's not to say that Andrews can't get done, but 75 is really tapping into a lot of the, the upside that we had seen. Zach Ertz continues to get targets. He's had 33 targets over the last three weeks. Doing nothing with him, unfortunately. No, he's not doing anything with him, but that's all right. I like him a lot, too. I'm just saying. I, it would be nice if he could break off a couple big plays. Oh, there's no doubt. It's it's just one of those things. If, if he had done that, he wouldn't be 5,300 anymore. Right. Um, so we're kind of buying there. It, it's going to be attachment to my stacks. Uh, you know, I'm not going to play him, but I will say Evan Ingram chip, chipped in with 12 yards receiving and <laughs> when you have negative 10 for a team. That's a giant performance. Yeah. He uh, upset what could have been even worse. What could have been even worse, but I don't think I'm going to go there. I'd probably go to Higby <laughs> another nine, you know, nine targets in week 17, He's not finding the end zone, and that caps the upside, only three touchdowns. But again, at 4K, you just hope he can do that. He would pay off his tag with any type of score. He was in Alex's Millie Maker lineup, actually. Yeah, tight end's been weak recently. It's been really, yeah, it's been really odd. Hey, George Kittle, two targets last game. I had him in, in multiple Dynasty Championship lineups, and fortunately, the, the teams I faced were just worse than mine. And sometimes that's the. That's a John Madden quote there. But, I mean, mine weren't good. Those were worse. Uh, George Kittle, though, if Garoppolo plays, I kind of like that. I, I, what makes it a little bit more fascinating to me with a guy like Kittle in the event that Garoppolo does play Jordan is I don't think we see another situation where, you know, they're just routing their opponent. And you could, sure, point to that first game they faced the Rams and beat them 31-10. to 10. But look, in a divisional matchup, week 18, implications on both sides, I think this could definitely be a, a competitive one. And if Garoppolo is active, maybe Kittle does get a ton of, uh, of targets just as one of the most trusted guys on the field. But I guess we have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, if Trey Lance is suiting up there, I just don't have any interest in Kittle. I'm with you. <laughs> like, Trey Lance as a passer is just not something i'm buying into yet i've seen enough to re know that yes he threw a long touchdown to debo samuel but other than that none of the throws he was making were that spectacular i mean as ben said i think this is going to be a week where i'm just attaching my stacks at tight end where dawson Knox for a touchdown against the jets or you're going Ertz with kyler like i don't think i'm going to get too creative with tight end and i'm probably not paying up unless you see jimmy get activated or something of that sort. So who are your favorite options right now? If you were going down from uh, down from that top tier, like sub six K. I would say uh, Ertz and Knox are probably my top two. Ben, you talked about Ertz. Is there anybody else down here that is, is worth a flyer? 
Not really. I, I honestly, not to punt it, but like Higby or, or whoever my quarterback is, if I'm in a jam, I'll just attach. I, I don't think there's a lot to say uh, North or sub 3K or anything like that. I don't see it either. And with Cleveland, they love using these tight ends. It's just you never know which one it's going to be. You saw uh, Harrison Bryant with another touchdown. He scored in three straight games, but it was one reception on one target for one yard, one yard and a score. Uh, David Njoku caught that three-yard touchdown yesterday. But outside of that, these guys are just completely ineffective. They're invisible in between the 20s. So, yeah, I'm with you. This might be a – God, I don't know. Maybe Ertz just ends up being chalk, or we'll see if some other players end up being ruled out and it opens some things up. But as of now, it's ugly. It is an ugly, ugly position. Let's wrap it up with this. And, hey, if you haven't hit that thumbs up yet, greatly appreciate it if you could do so. Helps us uh, combat the YouTube overlords. In all seriousness, though, got to feed the algorithm around here. So if you like this stuff, you want to see more and really just want to help support us, it's the simplest, easiest way to do so by smashing that thumbs up and subscribing to the channel. Appreciate you guys in advance. So, Ben, where do you go defense sub 3K this week on a 13-game slate? I'll go to the Bears. I think Minnesota's in, in trouble in life. 2,700, that'd be my spot. What about you, uh, Jordan? I'll go to the Lions uh, against Green Bay. If it's Jordan Love back there, not Aaron Rodgers, I, I have faith in the Lions to uh, cause some turnovers against the Packers. Faith in the Lions, huh? Yep. I mean, against Jordan Love, I'll, I'll I like it. it. <laughs> I got no problem with it. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see what teams are going to start or not start their players. I, <laughs> I mean, Chicago, if Kirk Cousins is still inactive – Chicago will be a, a smash spot there. Uh, that's what you said, Ben, right? Chicago? Yeah, so that could be a really good – especially if you're looking at like a Kellen Mond or something like that. So we'll see. Anyway, appreciate you guys hanging out. As always, stick around throughout the day. Ton of content coming up. Ben, I believe you got some PGA content. One o'clock strategy show. I can't oh. wait for it to get started. Well, is this the first PGA? Are we, is this the first after coming back from the hiatus? First PGA action we got? Yes, sir. Beautiful. What about you, Jordan? What's going on throughout the week? We got the uh, live before lock on Saturday. We got uh, Sakova and Jigajeski will be breaking down that Saturday slate. Hopefully, we get news on exactly who's not playing for the Eagles in Dallas by then. All right. Beautiful. We'll catch you guys back here soon. Thanks for watching. As always, and remember, Use that link in the description. Get a free month when you sign up at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports and use the promo code Yahoo10 as well when you deposit. Get the $35 injected into your accounts. We'll catch you back here tomorrow for the Ownership Show. Peace.